Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to the special Friday edition of Around the Herd. All the episodes are special. I really like this one, though, as well. Talking baseball. Baseball. With two of the best coaches in the state. In uh, Coldwater's Brian Harlemert And uh, Van Rick Charlotte Both of them coming off of a state appearance in uh, 2019, the last baseball season that we had. And a lot of uh, pub on their teams early on. Got to see Coldwater on Tuesday, they beat Fort Laramie one to nothing. Got a win for sophomore Luke Sutoff in his first career start. Excited about what that team can do, and hopefully, see Van Wert a handful of times. I'm trying to get a negotiation down to uh, do their game at the uh, Dragon Stadium, Day Air Stadium, or whatever it's called this week against Northwestern. There's some things that may be holding that up. We'll find out uh, hopefully throughout the course of this day, and maybe next week we'll talk about it that were able to bring you that ball game. But a lot of coaching news to uh, start this show. Two coaches resigned. The first, Lima Senior Girls, Coach Vince Halliday, 14 years. He spent on the job at 161 and 153. Ada Boys Coach John Cook resigned after one season, got to coach his son, went 3-19, and took over apparently a disaster uh, scenario, but was able to get through a full year. Other side, big big football news. Finley's Luke Montgomery being uh, looked at and touted and chased by everyone. We'll get chased around by NBC's cameras. So playing the All-American football game, the All-American Bowl, that'll air on NBC. Uh, outside of that, it's a lot of spring news right now. Baseball district sites came out. D2 are going to be at Bluffton University and Archbold. D3 at Defiance and the traditional Elida. And then D4 split between Coldwater, Patrick Henry, and Brian in our local area. Four games. Always excited to get to go to uh, Patrick Henry. It's one of the best facilities in the state of Ohio. And it must be something in the air, the cold air that we've had the last handful of days. A handful of no-hitters. Riverdale pitcher Allison Donna threw a no-hitter against Van Lue this week. The most impressive part of that, she struck out 14 of the 17 hitters that she faced in that ball game. Coldwater had three young ladies, Macy Sheffer, Izzy Byer, Madison Wendell, who also got her first career home run to throw a no-hitter against Perry. Speaking of Perry, it was Ryan Yinkst who threw a no-hitter against Jackson Center. He struck out 16 in a one nothing win. And Elida, who I've actually got coming up here in a couple hours on WZOQ Radio against Audeville. They'll play Kaleida tomorrow, will the Elida Bulldogs. Beat Fort Jennings in five innings. Hayes Burton threw a no-hitter. In that ball game, and guys who have gone from throwing no hitters to now hitting balls out of the park, in a Lincoln View grad Jaden Utsi hit a monster home run for Owens Community College this week. Just uh, saw the video, and it is an absolute bomb over the left center field stands. And goodbye. It's not a shock. It's a terrific kid and a heck of a baseball player. Coaching news: New Bremen's softball coach Mutter got the first career victory in the career. 14-11 over Houston. Some track news. I love this one because I think the world of this young lady. Alexa Fortman's a sophomore at Ottawa Glendorf. She broke the school's 400-meter dash record just under 58 seconds and 57.49. And uh, I can't get enough track. Uh, Jordan Rollins opened the season for Lima Senior, finishing second in the 100 meters, third in the long jump at Detroit Invitational 
Spartans finished 10th as a team. Their ladies end up finishing 5th in that same Invitational Tennis Tournament. Shawnee won the Lima City Tennis Tournament, LCC in Bath, the opener behind that. Gabe Burke from Shawnee won the A singles. Mason Staw from Shawnee won the B singles. LCC's Enrico Patalis and Aaron Simmons won the A doubles. And then uh, Shawnee's Braden Ward and Seth Grishup won the B doubles. Congratulations to all those young men and women for starting off their season in a big, big way. And the uh, news continues. Talked about Ottawa Glendorf. Taylor Alt was now playing volleyball at the University of Toledo, was named to the all-freshman team, and second-team All-Mac while playing volleyball for the Rockets. Girls basketball, all Ohio finally came out. Everything is a couple of weeks late this year because of the way the season started. Napoleon's Taylor Strzok, the D2 player of the year. Congratulations to Taylor. Her high school teammate in Carly Wrestler ends up being a special mention pick. A couple of bath girls. And Ruby Bowen on the third team, Jaylen Clark, honorable mention, joined by St. Mary's Kendall Daringer on the local list in D2. Division three had both of these young ladies, actually all three of them, on this show before. Kelsey Erford and Emilise, both named a special mention. And Riley Rismo, the uh, spectacular sophomore for Coldwater, named honorable mention. D4, Ivy Wolf, D4 first team. Duh. Uh, where it gets weird is, and there's a lot of a lot of talk about the D4 list specifically with the way the AP did it this year. Uh, Kenzie Holscher from Fort Laramie is a second-team pick. Okay. Nikki Knippen and Paige Gagne from Audeville and St. John's, respectively, are third team. Kenzie King from Columbus Grove is a special mention pick. And then you've got Janae Hoing from Minster, Sammy Holscher from Marion Local, Allie Vaughn from Fort Recovery, Morgan Leffel from New Knoxville, Dana Rose from Fort Laramie, and Abby Lombers from Miller City on the uh, D4 honorable mention. Now, the reason why I say that about Kenzie is she's a terrific player, could have been easily a first-team pick, but the state champs who won something crazy, like 65 of their last 66 games, didn't really get any kind of recognition. And I know that there's a lot of talk about awards don't mean anything. You get the state championship trophy, but I'm just going to be honest. A lot of these lists that I read I think were garbage. There are a lot of uh, folks, I think, who just vote for their own people and don't pay attention to the state. If you need to know what I'm talking about, go find the All-Ohio list and tell me I'm wrong. At Mike Lauren PBP, as a matter of fact, if you'd like to do so. That is what I've got for the news and notes this week. Coming up, it is Brian Harlemert, the Coldwater Cavaliers head coach, and uh, Charlie Witten talks about Van Wert baseball. All of those things when we come back here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on the American road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. 
Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. For a couple of days, it looked like springtime outside. That meant baseball. What we didn't know was there was going to be a heck of a windstorm that would come through. Talking cold water baseball now with head coach Brian Harlemertz. And Brian, we got a 72-degree day. The problem is you guys had 22-mile-an-hour winds in your game with Fort Laramie. There's a wind blowing in the wrong direction for offense, for sure. Um, but a, a beautiful day weather-wise took the wind and the wind, but we got a win out of it, too. So we'll take that once in a while when you have bad weather with the wind in your face hitting and get a W. So we'll take the W for now. I mean, it's the first time you've won in 660 days. Yeah, that's good. Good point. After losing last year's season, but it's just you know after playing a few scrimmage games and not playing real well and giving a lead up on Saturday at Ben Logan tonight, uh, able to get a win because our pitcher was very efficient in two strikes. We were adding about eight walks a game, scrimmage games, and, and last this past Saturday tonight we had one. So big difference. And it was crazy too because. You come out with top three in your lineup. They go single, single, single. You steal a base. There's an error on a play in which they tried to throw out your runner at yeah. first base. When, yeah. when he got to one to nothing, I mean, you're standing over there in the box, and I always joke about different things uh, while you're over there giving out signs that, you know, you're trying to land a plane and all kinds of other things. But, I yeah. mean, you, you feel pretty good. All right, finally, maybe we've turned this corner. And then the weird way that baseball is, it humbles you real quick and that you have to make that one run hold up. Yes, for sure. I know. We get <clears throat> first three guys on base, and we got four, five, six up. And, and it's just about, hey, put the ball in play here a little bit. I know the wind's going in a little bit, but, you know, a ground ball was giving us a run. The first two guys were up. Infield was back. So, we uh, did a very good job that situation there. Or throughout the game, we had a few chances to get guys in scoring position, and, and guys get, get a minute with two outs or one out, and too many strikeouts uh, uh, against us. But uh, but they're going to do a pretty good game. They're a big lefty, you know, for them. After the first inning, we kind of got to him, but he settled down and threw very well, very efficient for them as well. So uh, we're lucky to get a W off of Jeff Sanders at Fort Army. They're a very good team. Uh, they have a very good year. They're one and one come now, but they. they, they Took it to Ben Logan in a scrimmage game last week who beat us. So we knew it was going to be a challenging game. And they have a pretty good lineup as well. So we're just happy to get out of W. And it was such an odd thing because I've joked with people all the time about baseball has, I think, the chance to humble you more than any other sport because you can be a terrific hitter on one play and the world's worst hitter on the very next play or make an error or whatever it is. But there are at least six plays in that game between the two teams where each coach has to feel like a complete genius and then not so much because just of complete oddities that happen with that 20-mile-an-hour wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was some there was a hard ball was hit for both teams that weren't going anywhere. And we had our guy playing, I don't know, 200 feet deep at the most in outfield. You know, so it wasn't very deep. And, and a lot of those balls came right back to him. 
because of the wind. And sometimes you get lucky uh, with a few bounces early in the game for us. And they had some balls hard at our guys. We made some nice plays. Our third base made two nice plays. A line drive uh, out of second baseman for an out. Uh, the first out of the game for them, offensively, a two hopper to Kim and shortstop played very well by, by Zach. So, you know, good defense, good positioning, uh, takes care of things, luckily, sometimes. But, you know, our pitch performance by the sophomore looks good off a one hit shutout with four strikeouts and a longer hit by pitch. So, uh, a great effort by a sophomore who last pitched in a meaningful baseball game, I guess. Would have been two years ago in his play league years. I mean, did he pitch last summer for us? That was kind of like just playing baseball, wasn't really uh, high school baseball. So uh, for a sophomore to come up and do that well, the job against a team on the road at Fort Laramie, uh, very, very good, good job. Happy for how we played. The plays that stick out to me in the game, later on in the game, there's an attempt at a bunt. And, uh, you're trying to move runners over. Now, Lormy has already kind of done this successfully to the tune of they bunted back-to-back to sacrifice a couple of guys. But yeah. you have a play where I actually made up a handful of things that you were talking about with, uh, I believe it was Marcel, at the bottom half of the lineup. And you pulled him aside. And to watch you turn your back to the umpire and to the first-base dugout and walk a couple of steps – I would imagine that part of that was for you to just try to cool down of them deeming that the ball hit him coming out of the box. There was, I think there was no possible way it hit him. I mean, it was a, it was a excellent, you know, a one out, a, a, a single by Alex Knapke and our nine hole hitter drops down a bear, a, almost throwing bunt on the line. He said, hit off his knee. I said, how that possible off of me? I asked one, he goes, nope. He's not touching, he's, I asked him right away. No, nope, he's touching all. So, I guess I got just like I don't that far away. <coughs> I couldn't see it. It was a core, but we're, you know that ball or not. Look at all he ricocheted off his body and changed direction off the bat. So unfortunately for us, the umpire made a call that you know we couldn't see. He said he hit him off his knee. So be it. You know uh, things could happen, but but it would have been pretty nice having first two guys on. And they came up with a chance to possibly bunt or move guys over again and add a few more runs. But again, baseball is humble pie. And back at you, and you're going enough, no runs after that. So a lot of times, nice thing happens for both teams. But man, crazy stuff. I think there's a Seinfeld episode about that when uh, one of the Mets spits on Kramer and they have to try to figure <laughs> out the trajectory of it. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't know how, how, how he called that. Hit, hit, hit off his knee, off of a nice two-two bouncer, off the bunt for a base hit. But you know, it's what it is. <laughs> well, and then there's their bunts. I mean, they had two just almost picturesque bunts where your pitcher has to now try to make a play. As and you talked about as a sophomore in his first big start in high school ball of with the runner already on, he has to now go yeah. to the third baseline and as a right-hander, he has to turn his body completely back to make that play. Both of them, Miles came about out of the hell. His catchy position and throwing the ball in the, as the dirt there for a nice, stronger first base, first out. They bunt again, third baseline. You're right. Off the mound for Luke gets off there. Quickly, you know, gets off the mound really nice, turns nice, strong for the first base. And, and both those balls could either be bounced or in the outfield down the line. And it's just kind of a circus. So 
our guys did a very good job of, of, of just controlling your emotions and making a nice, nice strong throw. Both outs. Anybody who's ever heard me do anything cold water has probably heard the point where I absolutely love Miles and I love Zach as, as leaders for your team. And with them coming back, being the only two starters that you had that really kind of contributed to that run in 19, they do so many little things, I think, for your ball club. And in football and basketball, too, of keeping kind of an even keel. There's a point in that game where uh, Lormy gets a runner on and it looks like they're going to be able to sort of move him over, maybe get their running game going. And Miles makes just about as good of a throw defensively to nail the runner at second as you can get. Yeah, and their fastest base runner. You know, I can see Jeff taking bunt or steal. He steals, and we got a high fastball from the zone. And Miles, great job. You know, hasn't caught a whole lot of games in, in his high school career. Um, he caught some last summer. Caught he was younger, but only about his you know count scrimmage games, about his fifth game catching in a high school game, and came up into an absolute great you know sort of second base for an easy to catch with Miles and Zach. Zach catching tags, and, and their rally went from a, you know potential rally to nothing because now it's o one and the guy strikes out, and we're out reading after that next guy up. So. Again, a rally killer. You know, you bunt, you hit, you sit and run. They decide to steal, and we got an excellent play by our defense. Again, by two seniors, yes. And it's funny you talk about it that way because when I saw your lineup, one of two, I kind of laughed. And when I looked and I saw Miles pegged as a catcher, I thought, well, well, this is different. I, I've obviously not seen this before, but, I mean, just, you know, it's the age-old whatever you want me to do, and that's why you guys have been so successful. And that tribute to uh, to Miles too. He's always so if you're only a play, I don't care. I'll play anywhere. You know, catch first base, left field, third base. You know, and in our in our team this year, he's a third baseman. He's been playing in field his whole life, but he has caught in the past. He was younger, and and we wanted a senior leader back there who can control the game. And, you know, three sport athlete, very smart. Uh, and as before, pissed lot his career, you know, younger and some high JV, but, but uh, for our, our defense of Josh Kalp at third, Luke at third, first, uh, our best team was to put Moss on the plate. He said, Whatever I go, coach, I'll, I'll win. I want to play a baseball game, win games. So it's just tribute to his, his, his you know, attitude and his uh, team first approach to allow us uh, to be a catcher. Talking to Brian Harlemert, the head coach at Cold War, of the defending state champs, I mean, that's that's never a thing that gets old, right? No, it does sound good. You know, 600-some days later, playing a defending title, but uh, you still feel bad for last year's seven seniors who didn't get a chance to repeat uh, the 819 title. But uh, we're going to work like crazy to, to have a successful, you know, regular season win the MAC, hopefully again, a tough MAC schedule, and hopefully advance in the tournament, but it won't be easy. There's a lot of good teams out there in our area as well, so it's going to be a challenge, but I think our guys for the challenge. They like the idea that we have a pill on our back, or, you know, he won't play against us, and, you know, he has some bulls on our back for us to play people, but you know, all the years, our program has thrived on that, um, ability to play the best against the best and, and people want to beat us. So that's what I always say the core swag 
the core confidence against teams to play. So we hope that, you know, continues out the rest of this year. How much, if at all, have those guys been able to sort of, I guess, help or, or maybe kind of push across the cold water way to this younger group that you have? Not a whole lot. I mean, they're, they're not really a vocal group. You know, Miles and Zach have been playing for three years. You know, Reese played some of the freshmen with us. Reese Dellinger, our best pitcher, our third hitter. You know, and if you guys were dressed on the bench. And, and, and I, I wouldn't say that they're, you know, great students of the game. But, you know, Zach, brother, played for us. And, and it, it had success. And, and Miles has been around watching his bat boys and playing. But, you know, a lot of it is Coach Pinky and myself. And at times, Coach Hemelgarn, Coach Brunswick, Tommy helping out, throwing BP, helping us out during practices about preaching, about tradition. And, and, you know, when they walk on the field every day, they look out and they, they see banners that, that say state champion banners and Acme state champion banners. So, you know, they see every day. And I think they, they know that it's now in their lap. It's in their hands to to carry on the tradition and, and, and work hard, practice hard, hopefully have a chance to defend uh, the title, but just get a chance to get back there again in Akron here in 2021. So uh, we're, we're working that way through the goal, but, you know, April 1st starts uh, this week, tomorrow, or two days from now, and we have about 20 games in April. So it's going to be a, a lot of games to play against a lot of good teams, and, and we'll see where we're at come May 1st if we're, we're healthy and ready to, to make that tournament run, but we sure hope so. I mean, how different is it for you looking at this season? And you're getting past, we're getting to the point at least where we're sort of turning the co- the corner with COVID. We try to do everything right, and especially with basketball, with football, with all the weird things that the kids have had to go through. Of that, you're able to just look at them and kind of yes, you have the masks and everything, but to just say, all right, we can actually just sit and just talk about or do baseball. Yeah, um, hats off to all the fall and winter sports and, you know, all of our administration all around the area, every school in Ohio, they able to play. Uh, and we're lucky we're playing spring because the spring were the ones that lost the season last year, you know. And so now with softball, the track, uh, all their sports are able to play. And baseball, of course, you know, I think it's a relaxed, a little bit more relaxed. It was now we're outside, hopefully. Uh, we're a little bit easier off with all these mandates and stuff, but you know, it's definitely been challenging. I think for a lot of people throughout the winter and the in the in the fall sports, and now we're back outside. Let's hope that uh, we're all staying healthy and we're going to complete the season without any major issues and issues about uh, wearing this and doing that. But uh, we're trying to do a best job to follow all those protocols, but. We're happy playing, playing sport outside, and we got a, a, a very, uh, good, very good start to the weather-wise uh, in scrimmages. And this week, it may turn a little cold for more days here, but uh, we're very happy and lucky to be playing baseball in 70-degree weather. You know, it's windy outside today, but we'll take that wind and 70 if you get a win and not a loss. So it's good for us again. If I had told you, You'll win this game one nothing against this squad. Both pitchers will be just phenomenal. But the last play of the game will be a pickoff at first base. Would you have just looked at me like I was crazy? 
Well, you know, we've done that before, and I think that was a call from our bench because you could, I could see it itching. I said, "Big lead, big lead," and and, and just we got a hunch, and, and Luke had to make a play. You know, again, a sophomore, it has to have enough of control and and composure to to not rush, look over, yeah, big lead, and make a not a, a bullet throw. You know, right at Brady Klingster, right in the glove, and both tags. So. It was a nice way to end the game, one last pitch. But again, I think it's just our guys understanding that, you know, how you practice, how you play, how we keep coaching you. Uh, the last out, the hardest one to get. You know, and our, our motto this year is EPM 21, and that stands for every pitch matters. And that, that play right there shows you can win a game one nothing if you, uh, if you follow that motto and you're in every pitch, every game. So I think that's, again, true to our, our 13 players right now, our coaches and our guys uh, willing to put in the time and work and, and follow that process of EPM 21. Between you and Nick and Chip, is there a drawer somewhere like inside the palace that you just open up and you just pull one of these out? What motto? One of these mottos, one of these sayings. Well, every, uh, it's a good thing. Every year, um, my, mine comes to me using the summertime or set my feet in the previous spring. And, and obviously last year uh, we had a smash 20 and smash stood for a lot of different words and it never happened. So I don't want to forget about, you know, the, the 20 team that didn't have it, but, you know, it just came EPM 21 about how, how everything doesn't matter. We didn't play real well last summer and just being focused. So, you know, I think I'm kind of known for having a good thing. If now I'm getting asked by the volleyball team to give them a slogan for this coming year, but maybe it's just a hunt I see sometimes. But, you know, Nick and I and Chip are very good, close and good friends, and we work more together. And all our athletes know how we're all support each other. And our, our players can all play all three sports, two sports, or three sports, and know that they still have a chance to compete in the other sports and, and, and work out at times and stay in somewhat of that sport shape. So we're very fortunate to have uh, three head coaches who, who all support each other in other sports. This is right now. It, it's hard for players to do two or three and in our school size isn't the biggest. So we need everybody to play and when they can contribute to our team. So again, hats off to our coaches together, working together. Well, that's because according to the rest of the state, you recruit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just right. <laughs> Yeah, we able to get a recruit come in and play this year for us at Carson Mullenkamp, you know, who played basketball and a big golfer. I've been begging to play baseball for three years. He moved back to Coldwater after we were in Delphus for a few years. You know, and he said, now I'm going to go off. We're going to go off this spring. Said, okay. So then he comes to me during basketball. I'm going to play baseball for you. He goes, you do? He goes, yeah. I said, you're in. So if that's our recruiting, uh, we'll take it. And, you know, Carson has, you know, had a very good basketball year. And, and just as to – you know, our, our team, he has some, a lot of skill, but he's trying to find his niche in, in on our team and how he fits in. But I really just love his attitude and his, his moxie and, and his swag that, that brings it, a lot of extra to us. So, uh, again, if we ask our recruiting, we'll take it. So, we get guys who want to be on our program and want to be winners and help us out, they'll take it. So, it's good. Well, it's either that or you're scouting the, uh, uh, the farms in Osgood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll get a few guys from Montezuma once in a while too. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, one of those outskirts of St. Henry kids every once in a while. I, yeah. just, I really like the color orange. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not many were red go to orange or green go to orange. So, but it, it, it is what it is. So. I, I just always enjoy that conversation because everybody, every single year, doesn't matter what the sport is. And I say, you just yeah. have to have been there to understand. Yeah. <laughs> said it's a big, you don't understand. It's a big deal if, uh, if say a Marion local guy and a St. Henry girl get married and they decide, well, we're just going to live in cold water. I say, you don't yeah. understand. Now they've, they've yeah. irritated three different fan bases. Yeah. <laughs> that's not that very often. Yeah. Right. Just, you know, something crazy like that where, yeah. uh, that's uh-huh. not exactly recruiting. They just kind of tried to be the best of both worlds. Yeah. And that kid uh, was one, two years old. Now he's recruiting. Yeah. Right. Right. Good. Now he's plus five in the whole, the way things yeah. work out. Yeah. Um, rest of the season. I mean, obviously you don't go more than one game at a time, but you've got some heavy hitters on your schedule. Is there one that you just kind of, you look at and go, okay, this, this is kind of the litmus test of how we're going to be during those 20 games in April. Well, I don't know. I know we're supposed to play Shawnee on Thursday. I think that's going to get moved for the weather rescheduling because it's going to be very nice out. But, you know, every game we play, you know, because every team you're playing, you don't know what's about because all because everybody's two years removed from playing, and we played some teams last summer. You know that kind of good idea. St. Henry, the local teams who who are always going to be good. Minster, you know, we're going to be in a Butler. We experienced defiance. You know, I, I don't know if there is a game that you look at saying that's going to determine how good we are because baseball you play every game every day. So there's not many times you got to find one team that's going to be uh, that that very very good one. They're all good. And I think I, we've always said our block here at Coldwater on culture is let's take care of us. Because if, if, if we're well together and playing our, our A game, uh, we're going to win a lot of baseball games just because of how good we can be. So um, it, it could be, but it doesn't matter when you play tournament games, it could be one team that beats you one nothing or 2 one because that pitcher is very, very good. And I know there are some very good teams in Division Three out there you know, some local ones and some not too far away in Lima area that want a shot at us. We're going to get get your get our best shot. So it's going to need our best. And for us to be at our best, we have to continue to work every day at practice and get better, you know, because have that chance to play. You know, you think about it, we won our last two games one to nothing. You know, two years ago in the state finals, was one nothing, and it was like one nothing. You can win in there. It's nice to win, you know, five nothing, nine nine to one. Those kind of scores, but you know, it shows that good teams can win one nothing, and and, and do a very good job on defense and pitching to keep that game one nothing. And it showed that you know, last two years ago, Jake laying on the hill as a senior, three year starter, and now a sophomore, and, and, and looks it off. Hopefully, has that same uh, success and moxie as Jake Wayne had for three years playing in Coldwater. But that's the tradition, and, and, and you're now with a torch in your hands. So our seniors, our guys playing varsity, have that torch. <laughs> uh, two of the correct answers we were looking for were Lincoln View and Kaleida, because those are ah. two of, the, I believe, I think 10 games of your season that I'm doing. So those are the ones I was looking forward. Well, that was Kaleida. <laughs> well, Kaleida, you know, they're coming down here, I believe, on a Friday night. You know, so it, they, and it's kind of a nice atmosphere too. And but uh, I think you're all going to very successful games to play. It's hard to hard to win, but we're just happy that you know tonight you're covering us. Uh, WSN out there covering, you know, Press Pro Magazine, The Standard, uh, uh, W. Everybody's covered. So we're just happy that we're playing and we're able to 
uh, get the games on radio and, and pay for stuff. People who aren't at the game uh, able to uh, follow a little bit and then watch the, watch the baseball games this spring. Well, 1,401 wins and seven state titles probably gets you quite a bit of coverage. Yeah, well, that's for me, 491. <laughs> so. <laughs> not that you're keeping track. No, I got not. So people keep telling me that. So right, right, right. That, you know, if you want to get. So, that'll that'll get you a soup and sandwich around town, I believe. That, that might give me a few wings from Dart. I'd be on every cover. If you don't win, you'll just get you'll just get something else. You won't want it. I'll get I'll get something else. That's right. Grilled cheese sandwich. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> well, I always appreciate you. I always enjoy doing your team, and I'm excited to be able to do it a handful of times more this year. Congratulations on the win tonight. I said that was going to be a chess match. I felt like two of the smartest coaches in Ohio, and I also followed that up with, don't anybody tell Brian I said that. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate the cover of the game and, and for the interview as well. Thanks a lot. That's Here Brian Harlemert, the head coach at Coldwater, back with some more. Here in it just a few. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kissel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. We're here proud to represent the greatest products on the American road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and we'll be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. Taking a look at baseball previews and talking about the season already underway, uh, talking to Charlie Witt, the head coach at Van Wert. And, Charlie, I mean, how happy are you right now just to be able to be four games into the season? Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, as you look at how things went last year, uh, it's exciting to be able to play. Um, kids have done a great job this year so far as far as uh, getting the work done that we need to get done. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, – I guess you're on the – not a lot of words to put into how bad last year was and then how good this year has been so far to uh, just be able to get after it. I mean, obviously, it's a shame, too, because coming off of 2019 and the run to the Final Four, you guys would have had a, a probably a pretty terrific team last year and to sort of try to change from that mentality of, all right, let's just forget about that and focus on this year. I mean, has that been hard on the kids at all? Uh, the current kids it hasn't been too bad. I, I, we were able to play some games last summer. Um, you, you still feel bad for those seniors that lost the, lost the year of high school baseball last year or any spring sport last year. So uh, you really feel more bad for them. And I guess kids, kids this year kind of taking that business like approach and let's, uh, let's, let's get after it. I've reminded them several times. Uh, remember what happened last year. Let's, let's uh, do everything we can to, uh, to just be as good as we can this year. You never know when it's going to be taken away. I talked to the other coaches in, in football and basketball about a lot of your core, and they just kind of rave about, obviously, the leadership that you have with Owen. But, I mean, it's such a, a tight-knit group to a kind of – it seems like no matter what you throw at them, they come out smiling on the other side. Uh, yeah, that's something that uh, I think has been very evident uh, with our group. 
uh, yeah, with, with Owen Trace, one of our leaders, certainly he's he's a kid that just, just nothing affects him at all. Um, yeah, again, you, you throw him on the mound, and it doesn't matter whether he throws fifth down the middle and the park holds the ball or or anything else like that. He's got the same expression no matter what. Um, and again, with a leader like that, the other kids kind of feed off that. And we got all our other kids are real good at that too, um, as far as uh, just going with what going with what uh, happens and just making the best out of it. Was it different at all the last? I guess coming into this season a little bit with the success they had with football and the success with basketball of them being a little bit tired and you have to work around that? Or, I mean, did they come in just ready to go right out of the gate? Um, these, these kids were ready to go right out of the gate. Uh, as far as I think they finished up basketball on a Friday night and uh, that all of the kids were at practice on Monday, ready, baseball practice on Monday and ready to go. So um, I, I gave them the option to take that first week off if they wanted to. But of course, uh, these kids again. They like I said, we, we we lost a lot last year, and I think that might be a little bit cool a part of it. But uh, uh, yeah, these kids were uh, like I said, back at it Monday, ready to go for baseball practice. Well, and I assume that Saturday and Sunday they were probably in McCracken's batting cage. <laughs> uh, I do I do know they I do know they were throwing a lot on their own um, throughout basketball season. Um, and yeah, I'm guessing it, it wouldn't have surprised me if some of those kids were out uh, swinging the bat a little bit on their own. How much has that uh, kind of the outside stuff helped you with them being successful in the summer and then it kind of everything that it seems like, I mean, baseball is the mode right now. They've had success in those other sports, but it almost looks like from the outside and, and from people I talk to, you don't really have to motivate them in terms of, all right, pick up a bat, pick up a ball. We're going to do some good things right now. Yeah, I think it's a, a good statement to make. Uh, success certainly has bred success around here. Um, yeah, that we had two years ago, and, and even just leading up to two years ago, we, we had about four or five year run where uh, we had some, some pretty good teams. Uh, so yeah, it's something the kids want to do and they enjoy doing. Um, and again, it, it's just a, it's a group of them. It's not just one or two kids that do it; it's a whole group of them that do it. So, uh, so when you have kids like that uh, that you're working with, it certainly makes life a lot easier on a coach. You come out of the gates in game one against Jefferson on a Saturday. It's obviously an early game with those double headers. Uh, twenty three runs. I think the first two games. Uh, what just everything went right, or they just were seeing the ball extremely well in the box. Uh, as we practice, uh, especially in, in our gym, the indoor practice, I think we have a pretty good like hitting routine uh, that gets kids ready. Um, we also stress a lot of the mental approach uh, to the hitting uh, side of things. So um, I think those two things combined really uh, are. Allow us to get off to a good start, or have allowed us to get off to a good start this year. Um, and again, it takes the kids, but takes a little bit of talent with the kids to do that as well. So uh, we get uh, we get uh, again nine, ten, eleven hitters that I feel we're comfortable with putting the lineup. So uh, we're pretty deep again this year. Next week's obviously a pretty big week. You guys go pretty much every other day. You get the doubleheader tomorrow, and I mean, how important to hit the ground running to be able to just stay in that mode and not have to practice in between is a success for your team. Oh uh, yeah, obviously the more the more live reps you can have at anything, uh, the better off you're gonna be. So uh, yeah, we have not missed a game yet. That's very unusual for week number one of the baseball season and, and uh, the weather for Saturday looks pretty good as far as uh, playing our doubleheader tomorrow and, and next week the weather looks pretty good. So uh, yeah, the more the more kids can play, obviously the better off you're gonna be and um, obviously the days you do have practice we try to maximize uh, our time during practice to work on things that we need to, but uh, yeah, I'd much rather be playing the game than, than uh, inside or even outside practicing. Well, I joked with a couple of coaches already about 
you know, now you have to go back to worrying about when Mother Nature is going to decide to be a jerk. Yeah, and again, that's something that we have no control over, and uh, we, we just kind of roll with punches there. If uh, uh, we got pretty good inside to work with, so if we got to be inside for a while, uh, again, we just kind of take advantage of what we can. I assume that after football season, somebody replenished the uh, the gas fund because it looks like, I mean, you don't have the easy trips. You go to Bath, you go to Salina, you go to Fairview, Wapakoneta, OG. Uh, somebody, uh, your schedule is not helping you out in terms of saving money on gas. Uh, obviously, that's just cyclical, although uh, obviously not having a season last year, this, this was our same schedule two years ago. So that's kind of unique to, to be going to the exact same places we went to uh, two years ago when we played. But, uh, again, it's just the way it is. And, and uh, uh, again, we, we we like our schedule and we feel it's a pretty competitive schedule. So, um, we, uh, again, just look <laughs> more than anything, just look forward to go, going out and playing baseball games. Now, I know that every coach's answer is always the next team up, and right now that's Brian tomorrow, but is there a team on your schedule where when you look at how your season is going, you kind of maybe to yourself define of, okay, this is a measuring stick game of however everything has gone so far, I'll figure out how we might go the rest of the way because of this game. Uh Again, for our season, and like we've already mentioned the weather, it's hard to kind of pinpoint, hey, we gotta we gotta be ready for this game. Gotta be ready for that game because you never know it might not be played that day. So, um, as, as far as the, our focus, we always focus on the WBL games. And in fact, we've already uh, started talking about pitching this weekend. We're gonna make sure that we have pitch count wise, we have guys that are eligible to pitch Tuesday next week. And then, uh, what happens if, if this happens Tuesday? What are we gonna be doing Friday for our WBL games? So, really, the WBL games is our uh, main focus as we start getting into league play. Um, and just kind of focus on let's make sure we have our best pitchers available for those games. With that pitch count, I mean, you're a guy, you've been around a little bit. Uh, how has that sort of shaped or changed how you've approached of what we'll do here with the, the differences, the way the pitch count has gone, say, the last five, ten years? Well, that's something, yeah. That for, for, for example, Saturday, as we throw pitchers Saturday, if I want either one of them to be able to relieve in our game Tuesday, I need to make sure they stay under 75 pitches. So that's something depending on the kid, and I, all kids react differently. Uh, some kids can throw 80, 90 pitches on a, on a Saturday and be able to come back and throw, be able to relieve an inning or two on a Tuesday. Uh, other kids can't. So um, so I, it, it kind of restricts your ability there as far as being able to let kids do what they can do um, and just being smart with the kids that they can't come back on that short notice or short rest. But uh, it does certainly affect the way uh, we kind of plan our uh, playing our rotation and playing our, our release pitching. And it makes you do some things that you wouldn't normally do. For example, uh, two years ago, uh, we had, a, we had, again, we we're uh, in the fifth inning of a game that was going to be a run roll, and my pitcher was getting close to that 75 pitch mark, and I took him out with, uh, with one out to go on the fifth inning of a 14 nothing game, which ordinarily I would never do that. But uh, at the same time, so he could be eligible to relieve uh, three days later, I, I needed to do that uh, in order for that to happen. So, so things like that just make it difficult. Um, but for the most part, uh, it, it's still pretty normal. And obviously the, the rules are in place for six kids. So um, we, we work with those as best we can. See, but I've always thought that was weird, though, because, yes, he threw 75 pitches in a game or 74 or whatever, but that doesn't count the bullpen session before the game. That doesn't count the warm-up pitches. Uh, I mean, that's another 50, 60 pitches. Yeah, and truly, I just look at the kids, and, and they kind of have, you know, you know what kids can do. For example, the, 
uh, Lawson Blackmore we had here two years ago who's now pitching in Miami. Um, he's a kid. He threw even 70 pitches on a Tuesday. There's no way he was going to be able to come back on a Friday. So I pretty much plan to pitch him once a week. Uh, but Owen Treese we have this year, if he throw, he could throw 100 pitches on Tuesday and still be able to come back Friday and throw. So um, different kids obviously react differently with their arms and, and how their arms feel after each game. So uh, like I said, that ability has now kind of been taken away from us with this pitch count. How much has it changed for you from an analytics standpoint of everybody's got game changer and everybody's got spray charts and, and kind of how they look in their defenses and stuff versus just being able to trot a kid out there and go, okay, I know he's going to get me a hit. Uh, analytic wise, uh, yeah, we certainly keep all the spray charts and, and have everything. So, um, but again, it, it just comes down to the kids being able to execute. Obviously, uh, at the higher level of the baseball, their, their pitchers can throw the spots a little better than our kids, but, uh, it just comes down to the kids getting out there and doing what they need to do. Um, and again, you just try to take advantage of what you think you can based on past history. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's more, like I said, it's more just the kids getting out there and doing what they can do. Uh, I was thinking while you were talking about pitch counts, do you have the clicker or do you have someone who's designated to keep track of that? Uh, we have two charts in our, we have uh, one, one coach keeping a manual chart um, on each, on each hitter with a pitch count. And then our, the game changer uh, iPad we use, uh, that keeps the pitch count as well. We have two, two different places keeping the pitch count. And every once in a while, there'll be one, one pitch difference, but uh, they're, they're pretty reliable. I just always wonder because I know there are a lot of coaches I've talked to about that, and they'll say, well, I've got it. But, you know, sometimes when you are setting up your defense or you're giving out what pitch you want to be thrown, you kind of forget to put one or two here. And there's obviously always somebody on the other side who's got – He's got every single pitch your kid has thrown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do, I do not use the clicker. Like I said, I have uh, like one of my assistant coaches does that. Uh, so that's kind of his main responsibility and on, when, while we're on defense. And then, again, we have, usually have, we have a kid uh, doing the iPad. That, uh, like I said, um, probably 95% of those times, those two things agree with each other. But like I said, if not, they're within one pitch of each other. So that's usually not a big deal. Well, I uh, have your, your crew a couple of times. I'm excited about it. I always know whenever I get to go to Smiley Park, it's going to be a heck of an environment. Uh, good luck tomorrow in that doubleheader, and good luck all season. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. That's talking about Van Wert Baseball here on the show. Be more wild. Are you tired of sitting around at home this summer? Bring your family and come down to the African Safari Wildlife Park located in Port Clinton, Ohio. We have giraffe, zebra, bison, and much more. So skip the lines at the amusement park and come experience the safari for yourself. Are you tired of the normal zoo experience? Looking for an exciting way to see animals up close? Take Route 2 to the Route 53 North exit and follow the signs. Just 17 miles west of Cedar Point via Route 6. Open every day, rain or shine. Hey Bearcat fans, Special Row Hardware is your local hometown hardware store. Located at 115 North Broadway Street in Spencerville, Spencerville Hardware can assist with any painting with their full line of paint and custom tinting. Also stocked with the highest quality power tools, you can reach Spencerville Hardware by calling 419-647-4468. Plan your trip by checking out their e-catalog on SpencervilleHardware.com. To place your items in your cart and have the order emailed to the store and ready for pickup. Spencerville Hardware is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and 8 to 3 on Saturday. Spencerville Hardware Store, 419-647-4468. Welcome back here to the uh, finale of Around the Hearn for this week. I've talked a lot about businesses of the week, and I love to try to find and spotlight local businesses. You can always hit me up on Twitter, at Michael Hearn PVP. Let me know who you think I should be paying attention to. But 
I saw this yesterday, and there's a local business here in Spencerville that just celebrated an anniversary of ownership, and I can't say enough good things about these folks in Lindley Lanes here in Spencerville, just behind where the marathon is across the street from the Shell, the bowling alley here in town. First of all, they have the best cheeseburgers ever. I'm just saying. Um, 61 years that the Metzger family and Lyle Metzger now have owned the bowling alley. And I know that there are bigger places and, and whatever, but I mean, growing up here in town, this is a huge thing. We would always go to gym class and they would put us in a bus and we would go up to the bowling alley and you'd get a milkshake or a cheeseburger and try to get everything done in about 30 minutes. You get maybe one game done depending on how many people were on your lane, but it was always one of my favorite experiences. I actually did youth bowling when I was a kid growing up there, and uh, it's just one of my favorite places. I, I hope that you're able to sometimes, sometime get over there, and uh, they have open bowling tonight, uh, or if there's a party, 7 to 9, the entire alley, $90 or $20 a lane. Give them a call at 419-647-4085. This is one place. If you're looking for something cheap to do, Go and take your family over. Be safe. But go check this out because I absolutely love the place. I adore it. And Lyle's one of the greatest people that I've met in my life. Such a, a huge positive influence. And they would love to be able to have you over there for a couple of hours. That's the business of the week. A big thank you to Brian Harlebert from Coldwater and to Coach Witten from Van Wert for being a part of the show this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Again, if not, the complete department is at Weederman46 on Twitter. But that's what I've got. Get out, bundle up, and see high school baseball. You can hear uh, Audeville Elida on WZOQ Radio tonight, Kaleida and uh, Elida on WZOQ tomorrow. Minster and St. Mary's is on K94 tomorrow afternoon. I know there's a lot of replays on at WOSN as well. And uh, just support high school track. High school softball, high school baseball right now. And tennis, hit me up. Let me know what's going on. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow. Here I go. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.